need to know. It's the Game Day Podcast. Jeremy Pruitt fired with cause along with several other assistants. We're here to kind of recap the day. Ladies and gentlemen, I know there's been a lot going on today. If you've been on on radio anywhere, state run, fan run, Basilio, it's been a wild day. Glenzy Gambrell, what do you know? Jeremy Pruitt's out. Fire up the coaching search, the hot board. It's what we live for. I mean, this has to be the most exciting news that Vol fans could have wished for, not only because you're heading into a long offseason of college football, um, but it really fires everybody up. It gives you something to do during the week. And I'm sure uh, that the the Twitter trolls, the message board of Warriors will be out in full force after this one. Guys, I've waited so long. I've been in purgatory since the Kentucky game. I, the first joy I felt with Tennessee football in so long. This this has went too good because we got him with cause too. So, like, I'm still kind of – I'm on edge. What's about to hit us? But we got him for cause, so we have to pay that buyout. Not looking for the, the cause to maybe stick. He's already hired a lawyer out of Texas who – will probably, probably somewhat negotiate a buyout. He knows where the bodies are buried, Goose. He knows what's going on. So I bet we don't pay the entire buyout, but at the end of it, we may end up settling and, and paying some amount just on the sole fact to, to keep him quiet. But you've already got the uh, – I don't even know what the word for him is. The Wolkins, the Pat Four Days out. You know, this is a day they've dreamed of ever since Shiano Sunday. and They've had those screenshots saved, and they – this is like a this is like a win for them, but what it really is is Vol Nation set up rent free in their head for the past three years. Yeah, they could not wait because they they think that that they think that this justifies their opinion on Shiano. Like this this magically makes Shiano the right choice. Shiano still wouldn't have been the right choice. That does not change that that does this doesn't change that at all. The two scenarios can be right. Gambrell, your thoughts? I don't know. I think Shiano would have done a pretty good job at Tennessee. Yeah, right. His previous coaching record, right? He was so good everywhere else. He chopped that wood. Chopped that wood. All right, so uh, we'll give a little bit of a breakdown here as far as what's going on. Uh, Pruitt, of course, uh, was let go of his contract today. He was fired by the University of Tennessee uh, for uh, reasons that uh, allow them to weasel out of that buyout, which a lot of people um, – I saw a few people at least mention on Twitter, like, oh, you know, why is it okay for, like, I don't know, um, Wade to LSU um, to to do what he did? And the obvious answer is LSU doesn't want out of that contract, and the Vols want it out of Pruitt's contract. It's not about the cheating itself. It's about being able to get out of a contract whenever you want to. Um, and so conveniently, uh, they were able to find all of these violations, which some people have argued happen everywhere. Um, but yeah, I fully believe every program cheats. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just convenient when they have a coach that they don't want anymore. That oh, all these allegations pop up. Um, but you got to imagine this happens at a lot of places. Uh, Philip Fulmer out as AD, of course. You know, when he was sitting at the press conference today, he said it was totally his idea. Um, he was stepping down for the good of the program, which is exactly the thing that somebody would say that uh, was getting fired. Um, yeah, um, quote, stepping down, like, 
you know, if if Fulmer is very proactive and fires him after the Kentucky game, or you know, in that time slot, Fulmer's not stepping down right now. I, I wouldn't have a problem with him making the, the next hire if he had done this in a timely fashion. I have not heard this question asked a whole lot today with all the recap. Do we think Pruitt would have been fired without this investigation? Um, if if they couldn't find cause and were on the hook for him. Like I'm saying, like if if, the, if this never comes out and just three and seven in year three wasn't good enough to fire him. Now he's still here. Yeah, still like here. that that to me says, okay, Vollmer, like you wanted to keep him, but the investigation. Um, that's why, yeah, Vollmer, buddy, you got to go. Like I know you want us a national championship. That was before I could tie my own shoes, man. Like I don't care. Yeah, he uh, uh, Philip Vollmer handed. Uh, the UT administration, the smoking gun, basically by keeping Pruitt around. And so because of that, he's an accessory and he's got to go. Yeah. I think, guys, I think they turned over too many stones once they started digging and didn't like what they see. You know, they they may have thought they were just going to find just enough to get him out with cause, and they found plenty to sink the entire program for an even longer period of time. Yeah. um, Yeah, it sounds like this was bad. Like, level one is like, if you're not careful, level one, you're losing a lot of scholarships. You're spending a lot of years on postseason bans. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they were worried Lane Kiffin was going to do, and it took it took Gump from Alabama to actually bring it into fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just seems like, uh, like they were waiting to do this. And now, uh, because of – uh, all the allegations, all the things that they found, it's, I mean, they, they, you know, they did the thing they wanted to, and that's get rid of Pruitt, but somehow they've made this an even less attractive job than before, uh, because you don't know what all these allegations are going to be. Uh, you don't know what the fallout's going to be from them. Are there going to be scholarship losses, things like that? So you've, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is somehow a less attractive job than the last time that they did this coaching dance. Um, I just, man, it's, I, I just, I hope Tennessee fans aren't getting their hopes up for a slam dunk hire coming here. Can we, can we all agree that Kevin Steele cannot be the interim head coach for a year? <laughs> he can for, I'll give him three weeks and uh, yeah, we better have somebody in three weeks. Uh, yeah, if, if you go too long, then you're starting to wade into the territory of Kevin Steele as your interim coach for next year. I just don't know how you could sell that or think that's ever ever a good idea when you're going to have to go out and recruit players and say, well, I'm not going to be your coach next year, and I might not even be here, but you need to come to the University of Tennessee. Yeah. When has anything Tennessee football-related made sense, though? I'll give you – I don't know. I wouldn't call it a hot take, whatever. Um, I personally could not care less about this recruiting class. Oh, we got to work, you know, the 2021 or what's left of the 2021 and the 2022, whatever. It doesn't matter what we do. Both those classes are going to wind up bad. Like we got the Salter kid, like we're not going to salvage the class no matter what we do unless we, unless Hugh Freeze walks through the door tomorrow. So don't even pay any attention to those classes. You know what I mean? Like I don't care about those recruiting classes. They're going to be bad no matter what you do. So go get the right guy. Don't base it on the recruiting class. I mean, if you're Big Cat Bryant, 
and you decide, you know what, I'm going to transfer to Tennessee. And then every suddenly coach, all this happens. Every coach he tagged on Twitter is gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hours ago. I mean, what do you – what are you thinking? Are you thinking, hey, I know something about Kevin Steele is going to be there? Or are you bamboozled? Do you feel like that you're going to uh, change change course here and go somewhere else? Now, he never said anything about Steele, did he? No, he didn't. He but I, I feel like it's kind of like an understood type deal. Ansley. So, and Toto is probably gone. Um what difference does it make? You know, we're so far in the bottom. This is such a rebuild that, you know, everybody's crying because Harrison Bailey's dad says he wants Harrison to play for Pruitt. Like, well, okay, he's probably going to leave. Toto's probably gone. We've already had 15, 16 kids out. Like, you're starting at the bottom. We thought we were starting at the bottom in 2017 or 2018, but, like, you are really starting at the bottom with this next one, so. Yeah, I would be more worried about making the right hire than saving yeah. a recruiting class at this yeah, point. Yeah, one – I okay, I know this will sound weird, but, like, yeah, the, the recruiting is not a concern of mine right now. Um, I know you've got to have the kids have the pieces, but don't sacrifice long-term just to get a few extra kids in a class that you don't even know if they're going to be any good. Yeah. Well, let's get down to uh, – to the the big part why everybody's tuning in uh, i'm going to give you some uh some coaching rumors some some names and i want both of you to weigh in here because you know obviously uh i'm not the uh, the vol fan here i'm just the person at the side of the room chuckling as the fight's did, going on did you say rumors groomers or humors oh there's none of those that are coming what do you um, know about land owned in east tennessee by a certain john <laughs> Well, speaking of land owned in Tennessee, there are going to be some uh, some Tennessee natives that are popping up on this list, of course. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, name number one. It's the the number one with a bullet for most Vols fans. Uh, it's Hugh Freeze. Um, the the questions pop up. Of course, you are going undergoing an NCAA investigation currently. Uh, you've got all kinds of different. Uh, problems popping up in your program uh can you even bring in a hugh freeze with all this going on chase you want it or me chase is uh chase is bowed out for this one so um go ahead goose can you bring in hugh freeze well I, i'm i'm saying not can you but will they will they uh <laughs> please lord please <laughs> I just I, I, I can't say it. I'm going to give you the argument for him, and this will be you know you probably read this other places, but like we're going to compile it all together here. Um, somebody is going to hire Hugh Freeze, somebody big, within the next three years, probably next year. If we don't hire him, he's not retiring at Liberty. Correct. He's not going to be Liberty's all-time winningest coach. He is going to go somewhere big. He's going to get back in the big boy football. And you have the chance. We have no competition for him right now. Um, and people worry about image. How about look? He's had NCA. I mean, because a coach had issues half a decade ago, they just you, they just stick with him forever. Like he's beyond that. He's past that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can't hold you can't hold stuff from when I was in high school 
early college against him now. It's 2021. That stuff was years ago. Right. Somebody's going to hire him. And you know what's going to happen? It'll be all over the media, you know, all over sports center and stuff like that for about two days, three days maybe. And then it'll cool down. So what you could not stars align a better scenario to bring in Hugh Freeze than what Tennessee has in front of it right now. You could not write the script. We have no competition for him right now. Who out there is looking for a head coach that can even offer anything close to what Tennessee can offer? We got out of the buyout. So right. we got the money. We have no competition. We are his dream school. There right. is no reason to not call him. I bet you – and people say, I'll write the blank check. You don't even have to write a blank check. I bet you, you don't have to throw the house at him. He wants to come here. We can get him at a probably decent price. So, yeah, there's my Hugh Freeze rant. Trace, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's there's a freeze warning in Rockwood tonight. I think it I think it messed up the connection. Are we talking about Hugh Freeze? Yes. Uh, Goose okay, has fine. laid out the, the case for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Give us and your then, case for Hugh Freeze. You mean the reverend? Yes, the right reverend. The, the prodigal son? Oh, my God. The man that's paid for his sins at a Christian school who doubles as worship service on their football fields? No wonder they went 10-1 and one this year, whatever it was. Bring him back. He would probably crawl to Knoxville. You could feed him free food like they did when they begged Rick Barnes not to leave. <laughs> well, Rick Barnes, you Rick, Rick Barnes you, is the, uh, the one calling the shots at this point, right? Rick Barnes is a, the official godfather at, at, at the University of Tennessee, other than HOH, House of Haslam. Hey, they're on a roll. Can we keep Peyton Manning out of this search for God's okay, sake? Yeah, let's get to the let's get to the elephant in the room. Man, he just he supports some real losers. <laughs> what a guy. I mean, for as good as a quarterback that he was, he is just that bad as somebody who recommends coaching hires. Well, we need to um and I was guilty of this, like in 2017-2018. We need a Tennessee guy. We we need a we need a guy from Knoxville or you know a guy that's been around the program that knows his stuff, and that's how we got Phil. Like I wasn't against it at the time, but loving Knoxville doesn't beat Florida, in the words of Leland that I follow on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I don't care if they've never heard of Knoxville. I don't I don't care. Bring in a guy that can win. I don't care if they've got ties or not. I mean, I know I said Hugh Freeze has the ties, but that's not why I want him. Um, because we tried that with Phil and we saw that worked. He loves Knoxville. He's for you know Tennessee legend, but that don't make him a good AD. Well, let's uh let's he move on to on my top tier game, bro. Go ahead. Let's move on to uh to some actual like coaches you could possibly get. Um, speaking of Tennessee natives, let's go. Uh, let's go east. And uh, let's go to Coastal Carolina. That's where Jamie Chadwell is, uh, leading the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers to an 11-1 and season this year. He is a East Tennessee native. Um, I mean, I feel like – okay, so you all tell me, because I'm obviously out of the loop here. Do Vol fans – have more realistic expectations during this coaching search than they did the last one. 
If... The last one was let's just spec it. Nobody wanted to hire Jeremy Pruitt. Okay, they but I'm saying hired. like like you had the groomers and all this stuff. Um, like, but at the time, I just don't know that like he was ever coming, and like it seemed like Vol fans were like the the people they were pitching as head coaches last time around just seemed like they weren't possible but this time do you feel like the expectations are a little lower this time or is it still hey every name in america should want to come here i think there's four to five coaches that you could literally hire tomorrow that would be good hires chad will be in one of them he wouldn't be at the top of the list but i i honestly think there's four or five people that would be your head coach tomorrow and would would do better than the last three tr- tremendous times better than the last three coaches have. I think the only unrealistic name is Lane Kiffin. I want him. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty. I want him so bad. I can't stand it, but he's not, you know, Tennessee still won't touch him with a 36 foot pole. Um, I don't think Hugh Freeds is unrealistic. I really don't. And then, you know, Chadwell, um, uh, you know, Napier, all those other guys, they're, Completely reasonable, you know, so right. Um, I feel like we're a little more down to earth, but I mean, if you go back to the last search, Leach wasn't unreal, Gundy wasn't unreal, right? Was unreal, you know, like Leach was on his way here, here. yeah. Leach was ready to take the job, and you know, I know this podcast loves Mike Leach, so oh, yes, so like, so, um, so, so like, like you said, the last coaching searches, the uh, the unicorn, the the guy that we should have known wasn't coming, but everybody wanted was John Gruden. This cycle, it's Lane Kiffin. So I feel like there's a bit more tampered expectations now. But I th- he would come back. If you listen to Basilio, friend of the podcast, he says that, K- that Kiffin has already reached out to boosters today wanting the job. So, all right. So let's let's go back to grading here. I'm assuming both of you, if, if Freeze was hired, it'd be an A plus for you, correct? A plus, home run, hundred. You pass the class. On correct. It. Okay. So, what if it's Chadwell? What what grade are we giving? You go, Chase. I'm gonna give like a B minus because I feel like there's two or three in front of him that you. Now these these the NCAA investigation is going to have a lot to do with who we can bring in, right? But you know what? Some of these schools just give the, you know they just give the finger to the NCAA. So That's, that is true. Hopefully we've we have hurled enough people on the sword today and in the past few months to avoid a lot of that. But I would probably give Chadwell like a B minus rating. Okay, Does that sound right, Goose. One thing, the NCAA, this is what kind of what Tennessee's banking on. If you do your own thing and clean house when you catch it, the NCAA sometimes is a whole lot lighter on you because it, it shows that the university didn't know this was going on. This was isolated to the coaching staff. Um, and in the past, they, they've been a lot more lenient if you don't fight them. Um, as for Chadwell's grade, I'll actually go just a hair higher than B minus. I will go up to B. Um, it's a guy that you want. I don't feel like I, he's not the one that I, he's not my number one, two or three, but he's high enough on the list that you're not mad if you got him. He's one of your main targets. 
and put an asterisk by that it was at Coastal Carolina, but he has won games. You know what I right. mean? Like he's you, he's a winner. With it wasn't like he just inherited a ton of talent. You know, he built something there. Um, you know, and once one BYU, and you know, a, a really fun game. Um, I I would I would give it a B. Now, obviously, the the reason it's not an A because you've got some A hires out there. But right. I would I've kind of had to level my head a little bit from, you know, give me Malzon or give me freeze or bust. Um I'd be okay with Chadwell. I'd I'd be happy with it. Now I was talking to Gambrell before we hopped on here. Does he have NCAA troubles from anywhere in the past? What was this was it Charleston? Where was he at before? Uh he I, was at um, Charleston Southern. Yeah, um, he had a minor run-in. Um, same kind of a smaller scale of what I said about Hugh Free. Don't let something somebody did forever go follow him. Um, it shouldn't be enough to stop him. If we want him to get the job, what he did at Charleston Southern better not matter. Um, let's move on to our next uh, candidate here. And I'm not going in any particular order, just uh, some – People that are listed. Another Tennessee native, uh, Billy Napier from Louisiana. Uh, he's 21 and four in the last two seasons at Louisiana. Um, beat Iowa State this year. Um, so, how would you all grade a Billy Napier hire? F. Wow. Goose. I wasn't going to go F. Woo. I was going to go C plus, B minus. Um, it's at Louisiana. I know it's kind of the same asterisk I was putting my Chadwell at Coastal. Is that a smaller school? But, I mean, it has been over, what, two years? Yeah. A little more sustained. Um, there's only so much you can do at a school that size. Um, he does have Upper Cumberland ties, though. I've got – I now can't leak my sources. I do have a very close source to Coach Napier. We may – if he take, gets the job, we may have to break it on the podcast. I could – I bet I could get an interview with him. <laughs> and that's not me just blowing smoke either. Interesting. Yep. Not gonna not gonna reveal the names, but uh well, we could always try and get Pruitt on here. He doesn't have anything to do now. Well, guys, I got five. I have that five. connection. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let so, me just let me just reiterate until we get Bill Napier on the podcast, F. Okay. So, so why why are you so down on Napier? I just, I'm not, I'm not, not taking a coach from Louisiana when there's that many better coaches ahead of him that we could hire. Are you, are you telling me that Tennessee hasn't had a good track record of hiring football coaches from the Louisiana area in the past 20 years? Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, um, but he's yeah, welcome I, on the podcast. That's a good point. By Chase, um, one thing that impacts Napier is who else is available. If you Freeze had already taken another job, Malzahn sitting somewhere else, Chad Wells somewhere else, and if 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 we just had no shot whatsoever at getting those guys, I'd feel a lot better about him. But if we're going down to him, that means we've missed on Hugh, we've missed on Chadwell. Um, you know, he's not near the top of our list, I wouldn't think. So that being said, he'll probably be the next guy. Yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and throw a grenade in here. 
uh, there were some rumors that some very influential people in Tennessee are interested in one former NFL coach. No. And that is Mr. Bill O'Brien. Grade it. No, that's not grade. D minus. You don't even get a grade. We're not accepting the assignment. The the oh. man the man literally blew up the Texans, so he'd probably be a good fit here, but no. What are the NFL names that have been linked to us? I don't like any of them. I mean, we may are we gonna touch on some more of those NFL names? Um, we may touch on some of them. I haven't actually seen together. that many NFL names linked here. Let, let's just lump NFL. Marone, I think Marone's out the door now that Phil's gone. Like yeah, I would have. Oh my god, I would have burned everything <laughs> on um, Don't forget Jeff Fisher. Oh my god, Fisher. Uh, we'll make a bowl every year. We'll go six and six, five hundred, <laughs> baby. Um, I mean, the the I feel like the risky run with some of these NFL coaches is: do they really want to come back and start recruiting again? Nope. Because um, it seems like that's a one of the reasons why a lot of them end up leaving college. Peyton Manning is a big Adam Gase fan. I saw that name brought up today. And Dear God, if we hire Adam Gase, I'll jump off the Kingston it would, Bridge. It would be the best day of my life if well, Tennessee hired that. Adam Gase. I really don't. Like you remember back in your school age days, like in middle school or in high school, you'd have, you'd have that one friend that just like jumped schools and jumped teams like every single year. I have an old Miss polo in my closet right now, and it's gorgeous, and it's just waiting to get broke out if we screw this hire up. We will set up shop in Oxford if Adam Gase is hired. I love Lane Kiffin so much. and <laughs> I mean, I'm half tempted to just go to Oxford anyways. <laughs> but I will be that kid that, like, just jumps teams because it's cool. I don't care. I want to have fun. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, there's some other names that pop out. Every, one of them that I saw that I don't think he'll have any interest, and I don't think Vols fans will have any interest either, uh, would be Scott Satterfield from Louisville. Uh, he's already burned that program down because he started to talk to South Carolina. Um, some people have, have mentioned him, but I just don't see him leaving Louisville or Tennessee wanting him at this point. Um, there is There are a few more. I've, I've seen Luke Fickle mentioned. I don't think he's a culture fit at Tennessee. I just don't think that Tennessee would be a big, hey, pound the ball three times up the middle, um, play defense. I feel like Vol fans want somebody – I feel like Vol fans probably want somebody more exciting, even though I think Fickle would do a good job here. Um, I, I feel like the Big Ten uh, stink, for lack of a better term, is on Fickle, and I feel like that Vol fans want something more exciting than that. Look, if Tennessee wants to run it three times and, and punt or convert, we know a guy that can do that. <laughs> we, we just fired that. Um yeah, I, I told some other friends, like, if, if we're not going to be any good, let's at least be exciting and be fun. This football season was very similar to, like, Conzo Martin basketball, just without some of the wins. Just um, Conzo better than Pruitt, I said it. Slow, wow. grinded out, boring. And 
I won't sit here and call Conzo like horrible. Conzo's not horrible. It's just if you're going to play that style of basketball, you have to win. If you're going to be so boring, you put fans to sleep, you have to win games. And he just didn't win. And we were the football equivalent of that today, of that this year, just without the good defense. <laughs> By the way, I have some breaking news. The uh, the Rock at Tennessee has spoken. Well, who we, who's the Rock want? It says bring Lane home. Yes. I would. I was emotional. I I would. I would tear up. I think if we brought him back. Did you Did you read the tweet that says it's January thirtieth halftime in Thompson Bowling Arena? I did. <laughs> yeah. And they fire up. I'm coming home, and out comes Lane Kiffin. Runs out of the tunnel. I think he should like be suspended from the roof and drop into midcourt on angel wings. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> God, what a day. Have you seen the picture of, the, of him the night he left town just outside the office with the clipboard or whatever? I have uh, not. I have not. I'll have to find it on Twitter and post it from, from the account. Sad. All right. Um, let's get into some more names here. Uh, let's go uh, a guy who's used to coaching at places with the initials UT. Tom Herman. I'm, I'm judging by that silence. That would be a negative on him. I was don't want him. Don't want him, Chase. No. Nah. See, I wouldn't want to burn the town down, but I wouldn't be jumping for joy. <laughs> uh, so some people brought up Gus Malzahn. I know we mentioned earlier. I want. I, f- him. I feel like there's no way he comes here though with Kevin Steele here. Still can get packing. We can send him out. We can blow steel out just as quick as just as quick as anything. Is the steel hire one of the most confusing coaching hires in the past twenty years? Right now, they're just playing but, off that he, he was brought in to interim coach. I mean, assuming the fan base is stupid, exactly. Like we know why he was brought here. Right. We're not dumb, and he's a guy. I've, I've seen this said elsewhere. He's a guy that a new coach could come in and want him on the staff. Right. And in a non-head coaching role, I'm fine with the guy. Like, I have no issue with him in a non-head coach role. Keep him around. I hope whoever the next guy is does keep him around. But Except if it's Gus Malzahn. Yeah, then, okay, maybe not Gus. Malzahn will 100% can him after trying to undermine him at Auburn just a few months ago. Maybe that's why Fulmer likes him so much. That's true. <laughs> Let's go to a former SEC coach, one who is coaching in the Big Ten currently, but does have a more exciting style of offense. Let's go James Franklin. God, I would have to, I would have to swallow a lot of pride and just hatred for one man. But, oh, God, I don't even know if I could do that or not. I've already lost my pride. I don't care. Like, I couldn't care less. Yes, I want him. I've not even thought about James Franklin recently. Um, He got there right after Penn State basically got the death penalty, right? He – so, Bill O'Brien came first. Okay. Bill O'Brien was basically the one that took the bullets after. Uh, and then Franklin took over for him. Yeah, but Franklin was close enough to that. Um. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't – Forget pride. I don't care. Bring me Urban Meyer. Bring me Nick Saban. I, I don't care. Like, 
there's no pride with who we hire. I, I could not care less. I'm, I'll swallow the pride gladly. Um, I, I didn't even think about him. I would accept James Franklin pretty easy because he's a known name. I mean, he – okay, he had a bad 2020. Um, I can look over that for previous success. I mean, the fact that he could get Vanderbilt to be a capable uh, winning program for a few years while he was there – uh, seems to, to speak volumes about what he could possibly do. All right, so here's his record at Penn State. 7-6, and 7-6, 11-3, and 11-2, and 9-4, and 11-2, and 4-5. And eh. Would you not take that? Yeah, I guess I would. <laughs> those, uh, those two bad years at the front are better than anything we've had in a while. Yeah, and those were That's a result true. of the, the – scholarship penalties look what he came well and that right there year three what did he do in year three he didn't go three and seven year three he showed measurable progress all right uh let me get to another one that i know a hundred percent chase is going to poo poo oh god before i even say his name and i want him already lance leopold coach at buffalo (laughs) Didn't, didn't even know who that was till five seconds ago. <laughs> uh, he is he is a dreaded, uh, well, not necessarily dreaded, but he uh, he was the runner up for the Vandy job, uh, is what I've read. Um, so he's so bad he couldn't get hired at Vandy. Yeah, right. that's an F. That's a no. Well, the the reason they hired the guy at Vandy is because he was a former Vandy player. Um, I've heard a lot of people uh, like he, he's one everywhere. Uh, he is an outside guy. I think he would end up being a good hire, but I, I could see the point where, um, where Vol fans would not want somebody like that. Just, just not enough of a splash. I feel like, you know, just before we go back onto another loser coach that we'll probably hire. If Pruitt gets a show cause, it's liable to be 50 years at the rate Tennessee coaches get show causes. <laughs> Didn't Donnie Tindall get like a 10-year show cause? Yep. Bruce Pearl with like a four or five-year? Yep. I mean, it, it sounds like Jeremy Pruitt might have been into human trafficking of some sorts. He's liable to get a 100-year show cause. Could Aaron Kraft be the next head coach of the Tennessee football team? I think Aaron Kraft was the snitch. Oh, do you? Uh, Again. touch on snitch theories, too, because I've got a good one. Uh-oh. We know it was you, Garantano. Rumball. Uh-oh. Let's hear it. Go into it. Lay, lay would, your, you uh, bitter, would you not be bitter if how terrible this team was? You were the only guy that got fired, and your position group wasn't even bad. Uh, I mean, our defensive line was average. They were truly average. I had no issue with them. They weren't great, but they weren't bad. Um, he gets fired, and it really wasn't his fault. And ever since he was gone, our D-line productions continued to plummet. Um, would you not be bitter and say, all right, you're going to make me look like an idiot. I'm getting all you fired? Are you saying he ordered the code red? Would you put it past him? I couldn't blame him. <laughs> I kind of want to write – like, you know people write those, like, like players and athletes write that stuff on, like, the athletic and the players. Yes. I want to write a thank you letter to the to the snitch. <laughs> <laughs> what if thank Pruitt you. snitched on himself to get out of this job because it was so bad? 
This is Brimmy Brewitt. I have information you will like to know. He 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 wanted to get back to Bama as fast as he possibly could. The he ultimate, wants to go to the rehab clinic down in Tuscaloosa. Ultimate feel good story would be if it was T Martin. God. So speaking of T Martin, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I hope you're the one that fell on the grenade, but no. <laughs> what if? T. Martin gets the head coaching job, and there's it's a wink wink situation. He made the firing happen. He provided the smoking gun. Then T. Really? I would... Go ahead. No, I was going to say there's some people that think he he was he did order the code red. Yeah, that when when the the day the investigation came out, the A and M game day, that was a lot of people's first assumption. Um, and I don't know if there's any value to what people. But I saw T.'s name all over the place. Um, all right, we'll we'll quick fire a few more uh a few more names here that have popped up. Um Matt Campbell at Iowa State. I d I haven't seen him mentioned as far as like um seriously in consideration. I don't necessarily know that he'd take the job anyway. Um but I feel like that would be a good hire for Vol fans. It wouldn't be as exciting as I know that they'd want, but Campbell's done a really good job at Iowa State. Yeah, he'd be a, a solid name. one. He's a name that's big football. I wouldn't be upset with that. How about I just I don't think there's any way, but let's go ahead and say his name. David Cutcliffe. But ten years ago it would have been great to do. Is he coach is he coaching from the, the nursing home? Him and born share room. Is he writing handwritten letters to recruits? I mean does he have an email address? <laughs> I mean, he did have that one or two years where Duke was good. By the way, do you know how old David Cutcliffe currently is? 74. I don't know. That's, you took the words out of my mouth. 66. Wow. Oh, he yeah. looks like he's about a million. He, he does. Speaking of that, did you guys see the picture side by side of Tom Brady and George Blanda? I did see it. <laughs> that I laughed at that last week, and I laughed at it again yesterday. People don't age as uh, as much as they used to. Apparently, thing I've ever seen. Um, there are some uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators out there. Uh, oh. I saw uh, Tony Elliott from Clemson being mentioned, uh, but I don't think that. Vol fans want to go back on the uh, coordinator route. Yeah, I'm, I'm four or five head coaching experience. I'm fully on that train. No more coordinator. We we did that experiment. It didn't work. Um. Okay. So, so the people we think would come here tomorrow, I personally believe. Not saying we can hire them. Not saying we will hire them. I think that. Lane Kiffin would come. I think that Gus Malzahn would come. I think that Jamie Chadwell would come. I think Hugh Freeze would come here at the drop of a dime. Did I leave one out? Uh, I think Napier probably would too. And Napier. I want to add kind of something on that. I hate hearing the argument, oh, no one wants to coach at Tennessee. Look at Tennessee. People take jobs at terrible places all the time. Right. Jeremy Pruitt just took Jeremy Pruitt just took this job. 
Tennessee is an SEC school with more money to throw around than a lot of other places can even dream of. Top-tier facility, a fan base that would sell out a stadium on the moon as long as you're decent. Like this, a lot of coach. Yeah, I mean, we've been terrible a while, but just look at the uh, coaches look at jobs differently than fans do. What resources are available? How much money? What are your facilities like? And Tennessee is top tier in all of that. I feel like it's not necessarily that. I think most of these people who are going to be interested, one, I feel like because it's so late in the game, uh, as far as the hiring process, I think that hurts Tennessee. And I think the big one's going to be when do we find out what the results are um, of all these penalties? Yeah, we're going to have to find that out really soon. Um, that well, that could hopes the next couple of days, didn't she? I think that that could update what the the hot board looks like a lot. Um, yeah, you know, if we're getting there with a bowl ban, a couple scholarships gone for a few years. Uh, well, there is one of these coaches who has experience dealing with a process like that. Bill O'Brien. You almost can we get can we get George Quarles on the staff regardless? Oh my god. I mean, the the George Quarles thing will never go away. I Just in some that, capacity. I hate that Twitter's already confirming that John Webb has turned down Tennessee. Talk about commitment to the program. Yeah. Something special has been built in the Tiger Den. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, do we want to touch on any of the AD talk, or do we want to move on from that? Heard an interesting name listening to some some fan-run radio. Because um, I really didn't know the first thing about who to get for an AD. Charles Davis. Okay. I would. That would be, that would be home run in the AD realm. I would. Yes, I would love that. And I never even thought about him until I was listening to uh, John Reed, like, fan run, and he brought up Charles Davis. I was like, oh, my God, I never thought of him. That's fantastic. Now, tell me what he does right now. Is he not an uh, – He's an announcer. Let's say, is he not an analyst? Yeah, he's an analyst on NFL oh. Network, I think. Oh, okay, I thought it was CBS. The only thing that scares me about that is not having – I feel like he would be another yeah, he's on CBS. Fulmer-ish hire, just because not much experience in the AD realm. Yeah, he's been away from Tennessee long enough, and I feel like the whole sports industry respects him. That's, you know? that's true. Um, if he had who, no are the two names, who are the two names that are popping up right now? Um, I saw Gilbert from ACU, uh, and the ties there are – course the downside is he worked under dave hart um but barnes is a huge fan his son is a walk-on on the tennessee basketball team right now um so that that seems to be one of the popular names right now um and then uh uab's athletic director uh is another one that that's on the radar currently UAB has quite literally pulled a program out of the ground. Very true. And, um, oh, I forgot what I was about to say. Um, I mean, either way, both of those are like actual athletic directors. Right. So that's a big factor. And, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Learning under heart maybe is not necessarily a bad thing because you don't always have to learn what to do. You can learn what not to do. Right. 
Yeah, it seems like um, I feel like the AD job will also um, be one of those that, depending on on the results of this, uh, could change who's interested, who's not. Um, yeah. But you yeah. got to imagine it's a it's a very attractive job. Yeah, because if you do it right, you buddy. That's one of those bet on yourself kind of kind of jobs. <laughs> the uh, the downside here is wh- which comes first, the head coaching hire or the AD hire? AD has to come first. Um, I think they said that. I think they said AD and then coach. I mean, and if you're an AD, do you want to be the guy that pulls the trigger on the first coach right after Pruitt? I mean, that's a you got to have a lot of confidence in yourself to come in here and make the the right hire. I mean, I don't know. You get a guy that goes six and six, you're you're twice the coach Pruitt was. Do we want somebody that's scared and won't pull the trigger on a big name? That's true. I'll take an egotistical AD. I mean, I'll take an overconfident AD because that means means they'll bet on themselves to be able to navigate this and they might go after a home run. Right. No, no, uh, no overconfident ADs coming in and calling Adam Gase. Yeah. Um, I, you got to keep Peyton Manning away from it, right? Yeah. You, got to. You, uh, you have no idea what you're talking about, buddy. I don't know how much pull boosters actually have. I know when you read the message boards and when you read Twitter, people are worried about uh, Charlie Anderson, the Haslam's, whoever's got all the money, but. This has got to be – you've almost got to kick them all out. We like your money, but you're, that doesn't mean you get to hire the football coach. Hey, the Haslam's are on a hot streak. They had an MLS champion and got the Browns into the um, – you know, deep in the playoffs. That's true. Well, any uh, loose ends we want to tie up here before we uh, we hop off the podcast for this emergency show? We got goose. I just, it's exciting again. Um, I, like I said, I was in purgatory. I was, I was so just done with Tennessee. Now I have life. And it sounds like Plowman and Boyd. I actually want to trust Randy Boyd. And it sounds like Boyd and Plowman, they've not given me any reason to not think they'll make the right decision. Cause isn't Boyd pretty much credited with keeping uh, Barnes? That's what I've heard. So. Until I just I don't feel like those two are idiots. So until I have a reason to doubt them, I feel okay for now. Um, but we know how Tennessee goes; that could change in two hours. So I really wanted Coach Pruitt to work out. Like, yeah, I don't hate him at all. Like very like once he got into it, I think a lot of people knew it wasn't going to work. Um, and that's that's really been the. The case for the past three coaches, I mean, if you thought Derek Dooley was going to work out in any kind of way, I think you're you're crazy. It took a little time to realize that Butch wasn't going to work out. And then, depending on when you pull the trigger on Pruitt, the last three coaches you knew weren't the guys. And with Dooley and Butch, there was this, like, animosity towards get them out of here. There's, like, you know, people are still on Butch Butch Jones. I think people really wanted Jeremy Pruitt to work out. Yeah, um, my thing with with Pruitt, like I said, I don't hate him. I don't have any ill will. I, I mean, if he winds up in Alabama, I hope he don't succeed. But, like, 
I don't want him to not succeed at his next position. He just – he didn't work out. I didn't have a problem when we hired him, considering the corner we were backed into. I didn't have a problem with it. Then I had a problem with it. In year one, I don't hold a year one against any coach usually, you know, because you're walking into a dumpster fire if you're a new coach usually. Um, I um, – the simple fact that he just didn't work out as our head coach, it's not one of those like vile things where I can't stand him. I think he just kind of got in over his head and thought he could just throw money at everybody that walked and it worked. And there's a little more art and a little more finesse to it. It only works at Alabama. Yep, they know how to do it. What do you got, Gambrell, on the way out? Well, uh, thanks for uh, joining on, us on this special edition uh, of the podcast. Uh, hopefully my kids will ignore the fact that I was up editing a podcast uh, the night before. Um, but definitely big news, breaking news. We wanted to get out of podcast as soon as possible. Um because you know by the time this comes out tomorrow um you know there there may be even more news that's been added on uh but hopefully overnight there's no uh there's no big news that comes out um but again uh please help us out rate review subscribe uh anywhere you can find podcasts at uh and we will probably be back wednesday night into thursday but we will see um so uh any any last words any closing thoughts on the the pruitt regime uh before we we head out of here go vols bring you home <laughs> all right we'll talk to y'all later see you we forgive you kiffin <laughs> <laughs>